sipping on some grapefruit beer. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is J.A. Martinez. I'm also sipping on some grapefruit beer for episode 16. Yes, he say. Sweet 16. Super 16. Cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha-cha. What's up, Jeff? What is up, Ye-Ye? Um, not the man. You know, we were still in remote HQ because um, the family's still out of town. Yeah, that's going to suck when you have to pack all this up and bring it back to my place. These, yeah, we got to get some new microphone stands. We need a lot of new stuff, actually. Yeah, we need uh, sound effects. You know what? It makes it authentic and organic, you know? This is our start, brother. This is our beginning. I didn't know if you were agreeing with me or burping. I had to burp. Okay. My apologies. I agree, but I don't know if we need all the extra gadgets, man. Some people have podcasts without all the extra sounds and stuff. Some people record it right off the phone. Yeah, right off the phone. Shout out to De Leon. If you haven't listened to his podcast on SoundCloud, Aki Chillin' Con De Leon, uh, check out episode one. And then after that, you could check out episode one again. Because there's one episode up right now. Since I don't speak Spanish, I would say that the name of it is Chillin' De Leon. <laughs> Aquí Chillin' means here, you're here, kicking it with me. Nice. Yeah. I like it. It's pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. I gotta tell you, when De Leon, when I listened to it, he did it with his son Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And, bro, when they talk sports, like, I pick They're on point. Type. They're on point. On the money. Yeah, they. I, you know, I, I, I think Hispanics, and I don't want to categorize all of us, but we love boxing. Obviously, in Puerto Rico, like boxing is huge. So for De Leon and his son, like that's really a, a, a connector for them. Um, is is sports, but boxing especially. <laughs> De Leon used to make his son fight, <laughs> like box other kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, he got yeah some of it on video. It's so funny, but you know his 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 son is a not just snuff them and take their purse. Nothing like that, man. None of that. None of that. Um, but your kudos kudos to him and his son who was on episode fourteen. On episode fourteen, his son Isaiah about to go to college. He's got a great head on his shoulders, and hopefully he's gonna do some great things up there in New Hampshire. University. The the University of New Hampshire. Soft shell crabs. <laughs> steak and shrimps. The surf and turfs. So, yeah, good for him, man. Jeff. Man, what's been up in your world? Any thoughts on, on anything on the top of your dome over there? Oh man! A little social experiment. A social experiment. Now, is this going to get you in trouble with anybody if you talk about it? I'm not going to mention names. But the people that uh, participated in this unknowingly right. are going to recognize 
exactly where they stand in this social experiment. Shout out to all of our friends uh, that listen to the podcast, though. We do appreciate it. Yeah. We do. Uh, so I wrote on Facebook, I said, sad thing is both sides are assholes. One cries gun control while the other yells radical Islam. While the families and friends are left without their loved ones. Both sides need to stop their agenda pushing and work together to create a plan to try to stop this from happening again. So what that was in reference to was the shooting at Club Pulse in Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, where 49 people died and 53 were injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were true feelings from my heart. I truly believe that they need to knock down all this bipartisan nonsense, get together, and truly like, do something mm-hmm. about this, work together. Right. Left side, right side, the whole bit, get mm-hmm. together. For the good of the country and the American right. people. So it started off where, you know, with some sympathetic peeps, one person saying, I think we're screwed, dude. Somebody else saying, if Sandy Hook didn't do it, I fear nothing will. Uh, somebody else said, you said it, brother. Why can't people open their eyes to the reality? And then we started getting comments like, how about we stop letting these camel effers have free access to our borders and social welfare programs, that would be a good start. Uh, Somebody else, but I think that they misunderstood me. I think that they were saying, thought that I was coming down on the people. Right. Coming down on the people in government. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of saying that Second Amendment stuff and, and when the FBI FBI can raid Waco in a branch, you have to be told to stand down from people hell-bent on destroying the world. These are other people's comments that you're reading, not yours, yeah. And this is just on your Facebook page. And this is and this is we we alluded to this in a previous episode uh, where the people just want to jump on something and comment and feel like that statement is going to like it's going to take them somewhere. going to create like I don't understand. So so what what was the idea behind this social experiment? Okay. I wanted to see if I know some of my friends who are Democrats and some of my friends are Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, I was putting it out there with my post saying, stop with the your side's issues on this and your side's issues with that. Think about the people and the lives lost. Right. And that's it, period. Right. And it came down to where the first few peeps were kind of sympathetic and empathetic and then it looks like just reading the stuff that's here that the other side kind of was preaching about their side's issues so what so what are you what are you taking from this experiment Uh, right because you put it out there 
in in a sense to instigate and antagonize in a way no no like i really was hoping that everybody would just be sympathetic like you know what forget about my party affiliation right. and what they stand for and their issues mm-hmm. and beliefs like you know what rally around the families and those lost yeah you know mm-hmm. and it seems like some did and then some kind of hopped on their soapbox yeah you know mm-hmm. which is unfortunate in my eyes you know instead of dealing with yes it's terrorism and yes guns this and guns that like these lives were lost yeah brothers and sisters and sons and daughters and friends and yeah come on mm-hmm. so. so how will that impact your next social experiment and it's cool even if you put it out there let's just let's like maybe because i can't find another word besides instigate and antagonize but it helps it helps our dialogue here but it also like it helps to start to give you different perspectives right, right? So, I want to prod an emotion. Okay. You know, prod an emotion and see what people have to say about mm-hmm. it. That's cool. Is it, that's, I mean, the comments obviously, like, like you put it out there to the universe, you got to expect anything and everything to come back. Yeah. So, the, the comments are, are obviously always interesting. And if you continue to do that, I'm sure you'll, you'll read some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and that stinks because people put that stuff out there and, and, uh, probably don't realize how much it says about their personality when people read it right. you know like he could be a great person but you like my dad says you have a thousand out of boys but one all shit messes everything up and it's funny because i've stopped myself before from either posting something on my account or commenting on somebody else's post because i start to think before I post something, and it's like, well, they might take it this way, and I might look like a jackass posting this, you know? And I think that social media these days gives people that outlet, and I think some just don't care, who just want to rant, you know? Yeah. So. Hmm. That's cool, man. You should do some more of those. Yeah. Um, just, just so that we can have more stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's up with me, man? I haven't done any social experiments lately. Um, it, it do you, and not, not to like get to the political side of this or what side people are on or anything like that. Um, like growing up, my dad never had, he, he wasn't a gun owner, right? He could, he was in the Marine Corps. He couldn't, you know. Well, he wasn't a gun owner that I was aware of. Hell, he could have had a gun in the house for all I know, and we didn't, and I, us as kids weren't aware of it, you know? Um, so never grew up with guns in the house, again, that I'm aware of. Um, so, yeah, my dad, I think if he was trying to chase a robber away, he would either come out with uh, some maracas or a machete, one or the other, right? One in each hand. <laughs> he would be playing a theme song with the... With the <laughs> As he chases somebody with a machete. <laughs> I think having two maracas in one hand and holding the machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's coming through the jungle. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I don't. Uh, somebody asked me recently, because I'm not a gun owner. Right. 
I don't have anything against somebody owning guns. Like, I'll go to a range with somebody and fire some rounds off, you know. But I did get asked recently why I don't own a gun. And so when we, a few weeks ago, we made a vow on this podcast to speak as if these were our last words. So somebody asked me why I don't own a gun. And my response was because there's been times where I thought on more than one occasion, like if I had one, that I would have used it uh, selfishly to inflict wounds upon myself that I couldn't come back from. So, you know, this, this uh, led down to a, a whole entire discussion on suicide and how often I would have those thoughts and it not being normal and like reaching out to people about it and talking about it. Um, so I guess like I always thought that the amount of times that I thought about it, like everybody thinks about it, right? Like, oh, this is a normal thing. Like I'm sure people think about it regularly, you know, like what was me? Like, why is this happening? Why is this not happening? Um, and it was just a regular thought to people, you know? Uh, and I hadn't spoken to anybody like professionally about it, but just from the few people that I have confided in about it, um, which is only one person in my family, which is my older brother, and a couple of other people, um, that it's not like it's not like regular to think about like as often, I guess, as I as I stated. So I remember one time uh, a few years ago, like I felt like I had hit like a point that like I wasn't going to be able to like escape, you know, like mentally. And growing up, like we grew up in an environment where like you had to have tough skin, 
you know, like you just didn't open up to the family about how you felt about something like it was there wasn't any uh talking back there wasn't any sitting down and having these deeper conversations about emotions in our household and you know I speak for our household but I think as a culture uh as a Latino culture as a probably more specific like Puerto Rican like um it's I mean I don't think that it's uncommon that a lot of a lot of households are probably like that where from an emotional standpoint you don't sit down and talk about like the sadness or the pain or the hurt that you might be feeling at a certain point in your life probably outside of like having a family member pass and everybody kind of talking about it so i think for me uh like and i don't, like i didn't have a bad childhood right but probably just holding on to emotions over time from different circumstances uh, just kind of like started getting the better of me, you know? So I remember at one point uh, a few years ago feeling the same that I had felt recently and calling my brother up and being like, yo, this dude is just not going to hear like what I have to say. Right. Because of that whole like emotional barrier thing. And him being receptive at that point in time to, to what I had to say about how I felt and where I was mentally. Um, and then here recently, talking to my brother about suicide and, um, him, I guess, like stepping up to the plate and being receptive and, and, and open to to listening and then uh you know like following up and checking up on me and whatnot um it's been helpful you know so i know that you and i talked about you know being vulnerable and being open and and i know that you've shared some some uh very personal moments in, in your life and I guess it was just I just felt like it was time for me to do the same and it could stem from anywhere you know yeah yeah I'm listening. Is there anything in particular that you think started 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, like, and I, so if I could be honest with you right now, I would probably say, like, this is the point where, like, barriers start to go up, right? Just as a, as a reactionary type emotion. Because just out of out of habit, and again, man, like like why I don't know, man, you know, I think about uh. Like you think, like you think, like, like what's, what's the purpose, or what's my purpose, or like, and sometimes I feel like I guess like like if my purpose wasn't. to be around like my daughter for the past 14 years right if I couldn't do that then like what's my what's my purpose you know like this is a piece of me that if there's anything in life that I need to be giving to and and, and nurturing and feeding it should be that and I think about that and how what happens next, like how's our relationship for the next 15 years look? And I'm not saying that it's that, but it's like, yo, if that's not the purpose, then what is the purpose, right? And then I'm like, yo, is it, in, is it, or has it been, is it uh, a chemical thing, right? Like, is there some kind of uh, imbalance in my psyche, like, that stems from somewhere else? Because I'm like, I can go out here and, and, and try and inspire others. But then I have those times where I'm just like, dude, I don't even want to be here. Like, period. Like, why? Like, what's the point? So. And so when somebody asks me that question.
with your daughter mm -hmm. for about the next 15 years. And when you said that, it took me back to a movie called The Wrestler. <laughs> with uh, Mickey Rourke? You, you, <laughs> you could. I, I like how you compare my relationship with my daughter to. to I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but there's so there's a moment in there when he was talking about his daughter mm -hmm. and how he wasn't there for his daughter. And I'm not saying that's right, right. Your situation. Mm -hmm. Saying in the movie that guy, he was saying how he wasn't there for his daughter. Um, years have gone by, and now she's in college, and and. Tomei, who's in the movie, says, go talk to her. You know, mm -hmm. your daughter loves her daddy and, and this, this and that. So he went to go talk to her. And she pretty much told him to go pack sand. You know, I have to go. You've never been there for me. Then he goes back. Talk a little bit. Then he goes back, like with a present for her. They spoke and he said, can we go have dinner? And she said, yeah, okay. And it showed them kind of like having a relationship again he wound up where he screwed it up and they didn't have a relationship but the point being is that you guys have lived hundreds of miles away from each other mm -hmm. and but it's never too late to have a closer relationship or, or whatever it may be you know if you say I haven't been there for 14 years or 15 years for her, but it's never too late. Mm -hmm. You know. So with you saying that, and what about the next 15? They could be different. You know. I look back in my life at some points and I know that there are reasons why I think the way that I do sometimes. Um, I look back to my childhood. We discussed just before Jeremy dying and Nicole dying and, and just, you know, the stuff that I went through just on the other podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and it's rough because there are some times when everything's great the smallest thing like my kids disrespecting me and I say to myself why am I even here you know like mm -hmm. a 12 year old is talking to me in total disrespect and, and like why am I even here and it's tough I also go back to the interview that we did with Andrew mm -hmm. and I look at him saying that when he started to is when he spoke about all of these things more. Yeah. You know, and that was a large part of his recovery. And I'm a firm believer that shoving stuff down and keeping stuff in it only makes it worse. You know, when you discuss stuff and talk about stuff, it kind of helps relieve that weight.
answer by saying that you know somebody listening right now might be going through some stuff and then your words might be healing words or words that might help them get through the current struggle that they're in. <laughs> I don't know, man. I uh, let God bless my brother and and those that listened to to me sharing that with them and and uh, those that asked me to reach out to other people and those other people listening to. Uh, you know what was going on with me what that fuck i don't know what what is going on you know um so and those people just being there and uh as go to people uh and telling me that you know they are they can be go to people and suggesting that I talk with others. So that's helpful. And Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how it started. I don't know the first thought I had. I don't know how many thoughts that I've had. I guess the idea is scary that, you know, you, that I, I, I don't want to, and I've never wanted to, uh, be in that position where something like that was accessible. Like, and I don't think that I would like, And I guess I can't say that, right? Because, but I guess I brought it up because on the surface, with everything that we're doing, and I think that everything that I've put out there to this point in my life has been all about 
dealing with challenges and overcoming obstacles and continuing to fight and striving for the best you and being authentic. And so I guess the idea behind talking about it today was not only the vow that we've made for the podcast to talk as if these might be our last words, but to also acknowledge that there is that part of me that exists and that people that see everything that I do and that I've done that might have been impacted by it know that everybody has struggles and everybody has their own and I don't like to use the word demons but everybody has their own beast that they have to tackle so you know this will in some ways continue to be my journey you know and I'll deal with it accordingly um And I think to know that to know that my brother has my back is helpful. Um, course correct and do the things that we need to do to get our minds right and get our shit together so life even though somebody may perceive it one way um, somebody may think that somebody has it worse off than someone else or somebody's living a life that they would want to lead. Uh, 
just be honest with yourself. And don't seek out somebody else's life. Like you gotta live for you and for those around you. Listen, bro. <laughs> it it ain't even about all that, man. I I I appreciate your words. Um, yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would uh I would include that uh you might be surprised if you've been in an environment where emotions aren't necessarily worn on people's sleeves. And if you can build up the courage to open up to those people,
So, you know, I, uh, much like you spoke about in previous episodes, um, I'm not anybody special, you know, but if a little bit of what we spoke about today, and if a little bit of what I shared, uh, is useful to somebody, then we've done our job as a podcast. So I appreciate you uh, listening to me, Jeff. Shall we go into a beast mode moment? We shall. Very well. So, this beast mode moment here is courtesy of, uh, and everybody's probably like, oh, it's courtesy of him, but he's going to give us a beast mode moment right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I still am, suckers. So, it's courtesy of myself and so people people will probably start to read these messages a little bit differently now because I use a lot of them most of it is self-talk and it's probably been helpful in an outlet for me This is from April 18th, last year maybe. Some days will be a little bit tougher than others. Some weeks will seem a little bit longer than others. Some months could throw your entire trajectory off course if you let them. What's your end game? What's the core of that objective that continues to drive you? Stay within that intent and you will be able to get through the rougher times. That is your beast mode moment. So Jeff, I think it's time that uh, sound effects (laughs) we thank our sponsors uh, the Jarmonica also known as a harmonica Um, team grasshopper I guess could be a sponsor (laughs) Um, Jeff's joint yo Jeff we gotta start making t-shirts you know that right yeah, some Beauty and the Beast Mode t-shirts. I think you said what? Once we had like 
the five hundredth person that likes our Facebook page is going to be the first official recipient of our first ever Beauty in the Beast Mode podcast supporter T-shirt. Guaranteed. One size fits all. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what do you think would, what do you, I mean, what do you think is going to be on our t-shirt? Maybe a logo. Maybe a logo. logo. If we have a legit logo by that time. Uh, It could just say beauty and the beast mode. It could be some, uh, some motivational phrase that you've heard on. It could say something like, I love Jeff's joint. It could say something like, uh, this is my beast mode moment. It could be any of the above, people, or all of the above. Who knows? You might get a package full of one size fits all T-shirts from the Beauty and the Beast Mode podcast. Maybe we'll create a onesie, like a baby's onesie. What, like a snuggie? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Or maybe it's a blanket. Maybe it's like a throw blanket. Maybe it's like a throw blanket that says Beauty and the Beast Mode on it. I think that's even better. We're going to one-up our T-shirt game. And if you're the 500th person to like the Facebook page, you're going to get a Beauty and the Beast Mode fleece or cheaper-than-fleece throw blanket. So that while you're listening to us on your recliner or on your couch, you can be wearing us at the same time. I think that's a fantastic idea. Everybody does t-shirts. We're going to do throw blankets. And then what we want you to do is send a picture of yourself wearing that blanket while you're listening to us. And we're going to post it online. Yo, I am a marketing whiz right now. I like it. I'm a marketing whiz. And it's not because I read on how to market your podcast earlier. It's because I'm just a marketing whiz, Jeff. Yeah, hey, listen. Listen, you posted our last episode and we jumped like four or five listens. In a matter of four or five minutes. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's because I'm a marketing whiz. You're good, you. 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 You're good. you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff's joint. I was like, is that the Bengals? What is that from? A, is, that, is that from an old '80s movie? Oh you gotta explain yourself, there, brother. And I was, I was, I was intently and actively listening. You were, and you had 
had a look of what is this crap? <laughs> Explain yourself, Jeff. So that song is by the band Rush. Okay. They're from Canada. Okay. They're a threesome. They started back in the 70s. Right. Uh, one of the best rock bands around. Uh, and the song was called Time Stands Still. lyrics were summer is going fast nights growing colder children growing up old friends growing older freeze this moment a little bit longer make each sensation a little bit stronger experience slips away the innocence slips away so the lyrics always take me to a place of thinking about when I was younger and a kid and, and kind of how life goes like summer's going fast nights growing colder like I remember being with my friends and, and we were a tight group and uh, children growing up old friends growing older you know so as we were growing up you know we kind of went our separate ways and there were a couple of friends who I still talk to um, a bunch a handful um, of my old friends that I still talk to. Uh, freeze this moment a little bit longer, make, make each sensation a little bit stronger. Like, you know, going back to different times when you might be think, thinking about certain things, like good things that are happening or that feeling like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, like kind of freeze this moment and really feel the moment. and slips away, you know, like those times are over and, and uh, the innocence slips away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another lyric from the song, I'm not looking back, but I want to look around me now. Like, not looking back. But, but looking around you right now. I think that's interesting, especially nowadays, because everybody's head is down, right. literally, or looking at a screen yeah. when there's so many experiences around them and so many moments that they could take in. We just experienced that. We went outside and saw the most beautiful sky that we've seen in the past week or so. Yeah. It was it was remarkable. So. Mm -hmm. but the pictures don't even do it justice nah bro so that's what I look at like when, when I go somewhere and I'm taking pictures of this pictures of that and I look at the picture and I'm like it doesn't even compare not even put that shit away and embrace nature has been a beast the past three days for me I saw there was a full moon I was at the beach and the reflection on the water with the sounds of the waves. I mean, it was like it was like somebody had turned the light on, man. It was just it was amazing. Yesterday, I saw a double rainbow, son. And the first 
the first rainbow, the rainbow that was on the bottom, it literally looked like you could reach out and touch it. That's how, that's how clear it was. You could see every color, every stripe through that rainbow. And there was another one on top of it. And then to go out and see that sky today, uh, it, it's refreshing. In a world where everybody's head is down, and I tell somebody that I'm with often, big picture, little picture. Like, you can have your face down looking at this little picture, but look at the big picture. Look at all of this. Look at what's happening. It does, man. It, it fucking certainly does. <laughs> yeah. But, well, Jeff, as always, yo, uh, takeaways. Or not. takeaways feel a little bit weird today for me personally but considering that this podcast is not about me um, I would say to entrust those that surround you with some of the tougher things that you might be going through because you'd be surprised how much their words can have a positive impact on you and what they say could potentially be what it is that you're looking for or could help you with could help you understand
why it's important to include them in your journey. That's my takeaway. I love you, Jeff. Episode 16? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. 216 will be soon. 316, 516. Jeff, I appreciate doing this podcast with you. I love you, brother. J.A. Martinez. Beauty and the Beast Mode. Till next time. Peace.